Good afternoon, Shadow Hills. Well, uh, the world seems to have discovered Indio. Uh, things are popping around here. And I did a podcast with Brian Montgomery, our city manager, a couple of months ago. But so much has happened that I think it's time to bring you all up to date. So uh, Brian is back. Brian, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Bob. And uh, so let's let's start with some old news first. Um, are there, you know, we, we've got Pulte going in uh, with a 1,500 or so home development right next to us. Uh, have there been any developments there in the last couple of months? Uh, I know they're just wrapping up. They they record their final map uh, with the county and, and are working on uh, with us in conjunction with the city of Indio uh, the issue related to the electrical substation that's required for that area to provide some some redundancy and service in the area. So we've been working on that diligently, and and I believe they're they're just working on their whole marketing plan and, and getting ready to do their. Uh, their initial construction work. So, well, we haven't seen any of those permits yet. They are now approved and able to to proceed with those. Yeah, and, and just for a time frame, I mean, there's quite a bit of work that needs to be done. I mean, I think, I mean, it's going to be at least a year before we see any sticks going up there, right? Yes, I think that's true. And, and there is, as you and I have talked in the past, a, a lack of in- uh, electrical infrastructure in various areas in the community throughout the Coachella Valley. And that alone will be some delay for them um, while they can do some initial uh, earthwork and, and getting some streets and, and some initial models up and so forth. The the overall construction and development and, and uh, rollout of the whole site is going to take just at least a couple of years just for the uh, power infrastructure to arrive. Yeah. Yeah. So that, you're right. It's it, you know the approval takes uh, quite a bit of time, and uh, the approval happens, and then there's this waiting period while the design and civil engineering work is behind the scenes being put together. And so you're probably right. I'd be surprised if, if maybe by the end of the year they would better speak to this obviously than than I. But probably by the end of the year they could be out there and start doing some of their initial grading and work. Okay. That's the twenty. I say the end of the year. That's twenty twenty four. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And the other major thorn in our side out here is the Coachella Valley Water District project, which has got things all torn up over at fortieth fortieth and Jefferson. Are you involved in that at all? And do you, do you have any idea what's going on there? <laughs> well, we we do strive to be be informed of what they're doing and and. Um, and from time to time, I've had to suggest some changes and some different uh, dust control measures and so forth. But unfortunately, we, we do not have any jurisdiction over the project. Uh, the Water District is a separate entity, Coachella Water District, has their own governing board, their own management structure, their own rules and regulations. Uh, and some of their regulations also come from, from even the federal government. So they operate independently and, and don't need our permission uh, for really anything that's that's done there. The project is exceptional and is important for the whole community and and will be uh, a flood control safety issue um, that we we need in that area. So we're very supportive, but it, on a day to day basis, we're just not we're not involved, and nor do we have any 
real impact, to be quite honest, on how they're going about the process. I know they've been trying to coordinate with the schools and they've talked to the folks there at Shadow Hills and try to inform everybody of what's going on. Um, but to your question, no, the city uh, is not in charge of the project and, and really has minimal influence over it. An example might be even a school district within a city that may operate. Uh, you know, the city just doesn't have any operational or jurisdictional control over how the school operates or what they do on their site. Mm -hmm. I know to a tip, uh, for a typical resident, that's frustrating. It may sound like we're passing the buck, but it's just the reality of, of how yeah. it is. Well, we uh, moving along. Uh, we the Circle K has opened at uh, Varner and Jefferson, and um, do you anticipate any other development in in those corner lots in the near future? Yes, I do, and and there continues to be interest. I think they were waiting, as you and I maybe spoke last time, for more rooftops. But now that the Pulte project has been approved knowing that those rooftops will be coming in, the retailers will be much more excited about looking at those other parcels on those corners, all commercial around that Varner-Jefferson area. So much like you see uh, at other interchanges, uh, whether it be Washington or even Monroe that's developing further uh, and Jackson, you'll see that happening there at Jefferson. So it's a matter of time and, and the confidence that these retailers need that those homes and consumers are really going to be there uh, for them. Uh, I would expect uh, some sort of small grocery there. Uh, yeah, our residents are quite dining. pleased about that. Yeah, I would. I think that's just inevitable with all of the homes there at Talavera, uh, what's existing, uh, and then another 1,500 homes. Very convenient off the interchange as well. We have you know tens of thousands of cars that pass I-10 uh, every, every day, and, and we pull them off. At Jackson and at Monroe and Jefferson would be another opportunity for Circle K, but as well as the other businesses that will be around around that intersection. Yeah. Okay, and and just one more. I noticed we've got a, there's a big new auto center going in on Varner Road as you go up toward Washington Street. Um, how, how, do you know how many auto centers are there now, and how many more there's room for? There is room, uh, a few vacant lots there um, uh, for, say, three or four more. Um, the one under construction right now is a Honda Unicar. So Honda is there now, and this would be a larger superstore uh, with uh, you know pre-owned pre um, vehicles and uh, storage for their uh, new vehicles as well. So while I know inventory has been low, uh, recently, due to the different issues in supply chain, all of these uh, retail, uh, these auto dealers are finally getting a, a larger allocation of vehicles. And in most places, they store some of them off-site and bring them out as needed. So that Honda site will be uh, for uh, pre-owned as well as some storage and, and service as well for Honda. So it's a fairly large building, and uh, there is a parcel uh, to the immediate west of that, I believe, and then two or three more. To answer your question yeah, relative so that, to how many there. This is there. becoming a very major auto center location. Uh, it is. More it is. Come. Okay, so let's move on to the big new development. Um, you had mentioned that someone had assembled the, all the property on Long Varner Road between Jefferson and Monroe. 
and uh, they are. Uh, what, what, what are what are they planning there? It, it's a, a, a true mixed-use development in that uh, there are plans for some housing as well as some retail as you get closer to Monroe and Avenue 42, and then some uh, logistics business park uh, uh, buildings are also planned. It's a 200-acre site, so you can see why they're able to do this mix with the retail closer to Monroe uh, re, uh, housing buffering along 42 and then up against the freeway, this logistics uh, uh, structures, because there'll be multiple structures in the plan. So they have shown us some tentative layout of what they would like to do. Um, it is allowed uh, in that area to, to construct all that they're planning. Uh, they're going through their environmental documents right now and their studies that are required by the state. And uh, I think we expect some sort of presentation during the year next year. This is another one to your point. Things take longer than maybe anyone w would like them to take. They also need some electrical infrastructure there, and they are aware of that and doing their planning. Uh, so it's, it's one of those unique developments that has a little bit of everything. And I think it is important that we provide some job opportunities, which are those logistics sites. It's a ripe spot for more commercial uh, as you have in and out and raising canes, new facilities are going in on the east side of Monroe at that location. There's room for more on the other side. And then housing is always an issue. Yeah. So they haven't shown us exactly what their housing prototype is, but whether well, it be some townhomes along there and some other you know, different sizes of housing uh, buffering along 42, uh, we certainly need that as well. So that's the plan that, uh, on that large site. And is there a timetable on the uh, in and out and raising canes as far as you know? Yes, I believe all that uh, during the next year. Um, you know, they're doing some preliminary uh, uh, dirt work now. I believe it's fenced off. And that's um, sort of by the quick quack car wash, right? Yeah, that's, yeah, right there to the immediate to west of the car wash is where these two would go. So right as you really come off of the uh, eastbound ramp uh, of I-10 there at Monroe, it's to the right, heading north, uh, they both would be in there. And there is actually room for others in there as well. We've heard some other retailers be interested to, from uh, from Panera to Sumo Dog. Um, I know a fitness center is planned there as well. Uh, so I'm not sure the exact timing. I, I should find that out. But over the course of the next year, I'm sure those will, will be under construction. Yeah. And there's still some big pads down by where the Walmart is and east of there. Is, is, is there any activity there or is that still uh, we're waiting for developments? Oh. No, we hear some things. Uh, actually, another hotel is a potential there. And, and there's some other uses that uh, have been discussed. Those, as you move that direction, are primarily a, a business park related. But those are critical to help uh, provide jobs closer to where people live. And uh, we look forward to those job center type structures that are, that are planned in there. So you're right. There are six or seven lots in there that are available for that type of use. Um, and we, we hear rumblings from time to time. And you know, every once in a while, they'll they'll just come out of the blue and say, "Yep, we're going to do it now." <laughs> so I would expect that over the next year as well. You know, it's yeah. 
we we like to be on the the cutting edge of knowing exactly what's going on, but sometimes we can talk with people for two three years, and then from one day to the next, they bring in their application to actually build. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we we expect that along that area too. There is some growth in, within that commercial center as you get closer to Jackson. A new uh, handles ice cream and uh, the Pollo Locos in there. New. There's also another spot next to handles that's available for another retail spot and i might be jumping ahead of you but just at last night's city council meeting moving a little further east on 42 in jackson near the city uh, golf course uh, a chick-fil-a dutch brothers and a sit-down restaurant as well as one other restaurant hasn't been identified were approved by the city council. So uh, Chick-fil-A is uh, right now probably the most popular quick serve restaurant in, in the country. And and they selected that spot due to all that's going on there. That's great. And yeah, it'll mean some good, good revenue uh, for the community as well as some more jobs. Each one of these, um, particularly as the retailers are required to pay more over time, these are becoming jobs that uh, uh, compete with housekeeping and landscaping and so forth and provide other opportunities to our residents. Yeah, great. Okay, and um, just is there anything uh, else that's in the offing where the uh, Winco or across the street where where, where the the big target used to be? Is there anything announced there? Yeah, that's uh, on that side is where the the handles just opened up, and there is a hotel there. It's under construction that should wrap up and open uh, early next year. Um, near the Winco, on the other side, of course, Texas Roadhouse is now open, widely popular. Uh, yeah. You get there pretty early. And I always suggest to folks if you if you log in online to set your reservation, then they give you a quick text and you show up. Within ten minutes, you're in. So people. Are learning that uh, to get in there. Uh, there is a there are two uh, retail spots there that have submitted for a, a Tillys and a Skechers. So Skechers are the shoes, and Tillys is kind of a uh, a mix of uh, clothing and other knickknacks uh, type of things. So those are planned uh, right there next to Five Below on that site. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, more recently, and many know that have uh, Teslas primarily, but there's a large expansion there of the uh, charging stations yeah. uh, for Tesla at that location. Okay. And w- while most of our residents are, are primarily interested in what's going on north of the freeway, there, there's still uh, there's still a lot of development going on in downtown India. The, the farmer's market is going strong on Saturdays, right? Yeah, so that's Saturday morning from 10 to 2. Um, Friday nights, we have our food truck Fridays. So on the same site here, this is on Town and Bliss near City Hall. Um, just this past week, uh, Friday night for food truck Fridays, we had our tree lighting ceremony. And, uh, we had over 3,000 people here for that event uh, and for the food trucks. So that will continue as well as the farmer's market on Saturday. We have a couple of restaurants now opening up uh, downtown. Victoria's just opened up uh, here within the last month or so. Uh, there's a, a tap house, a brewery, two other restaurants, all under construction here downtown, as well as a downtown stage, a location where we can hold different community events and performances, uh, concerts, mm-hmm. 
and we're just waiting on some electrical gear for that but that's only a couple of months away from being complete and that's in addition to the college of the desert buildings that are well under construction as well as a new city hall and library uh so the old library is now closed and it's under demolition in fact if you hear that behind me any banging that's part of that demolition of the old library and the temporary library has been set up that will open on january 2nd that's on oasis uh close to miles uh they'll be there temporarily while the new library is being built and the city hall the new city hall will go where the library sat and then eventually we'll have to to take down the old city hall where i'm at now um it's about a two-year project but it, uh, we just received the bids they came in very well and and we're just going through the demolition right now in the library okay and we're, we're starting to see some some nice art murals around Yes, you know, we uh, we have a lot going on relative to these murals. One uh, just was unveiled under the underpass at Jackson Street, uh, roughly at Smur again. Yeah, very attractive, bright colors. Uh, we're working on a parking lot project that will be underneath that underpass that will provide uh, additional parking for the downtown businesses. We also have a very meaningful uh, mural underway now on the Loma Linda health center building a young girl some years ago passed away from cancer her name was desi and this mural's been dedicated to her and has a lot of meaning uh, to it and it's it's underway as we speak it, it will have a unique feature in that with your phone you can hold your phone up and log in and it can be an animated uh mural Oh, cool! So it will it will be something neat. Uh, also, next to the tap house right now, there's another mural that's being um, being prepped, uh, so to speak. It should be done in the next couple of months, uh, right here on Miles. So a lot of new murals, uh, other artwork that we've taken or that we've received from the Coachella Music Festival. There were some large dogs uh, at the festival two years ago. Those will be placed at our new dog park at Miles Avenue Park, which is under construction. Mm-hmm. And then Power Trip, which is the uh, the Motley Crew and Guns N' Roses uh, at all event, had a large saguaro cactus that was lit up as part of that concert. And that will come downtown as some additional art. Oh, cool. So lots going on on the art front as well. Yeah, that's great. And we, we touched on this last time, but but there continues to be a lot of chatter around this big new apartment project, which is being built down uh, about 111 in Jefferson. Would, I mean, this is in the city of Indio, but, but you don't really have any control of that, right? Yes, uh, you know, to support uh, affordable housing throughout the state, the legislature has, has taken essentially all local control away from cities because you can imagine a lot of folks don't want that for whatever reasons uh, near their homes, and so they fight it. They push on the local city councils. The local city council are saying no. So the state just took the, that authority away. Um, it is a project. We know that housing is needed. It's a project that uh, has some controversy just because it's a, it's a vertical four-story project. It's on the other side of Jefferson, so it almost feels like it's on the La Quinta side, but it is within the city limits of Indio. Uh, it's a location that met all of the state requirements. They received state funding and some other financing 
and uh, we were able to review what it looked like and had some control over that, but very little. Um, so at this point, I think we're uh, certainly supportive and anxious to see them build to provide uh, nearly 400 housing units to folks in the valley. We understand that there are something like 10,000 names on the list uh, to go in. So that gives you some idea of the demand, and they will quickly fill up um, and provide work, uh, space for a lot of the workers right there in, in La Quinta and here where they maybe work in retail or housekeeping. Um, we may even see some teachers, firefighters, and police officers in there. The the average median income for some of those units is much higher than people realize. So this isn't the old tenement houses that you saw in Chicago in the 50s and 60s. This is, this is something much more modern and, and available to all kinds of residents, to neighbors and sons and daughters and others that are looking to, to get their own housing before they can move on to something else. Great. Well, that covers all the things on my list, Brian. Is there anything that I left out? <laughs> oh, there is a lot more going on. We, we really uh, appreciate the community support as we try to take action to, to even beautify the community more and do things that help bring attention to the great city that we are. We started a program called Indio Lindo. Lindo in Spanish means beautiful. And so working to keep Indio beautiful and finding projects. So if any of, of your listeners have ideas of where we can focus and help beautify, uh, we have uh, some funding and other partners that can help us look at areas and if people like to volunteer to paint, pick up trash, do other other projects, uh, we have a program in place now to, to help make that happen. So that would be the only guy to add. I, I appreciate the opportunity, Bob. Well, thank you so you much for the... taking the time, and, and uh, our residents appreciate it, and uh, look forward to uh, seeing this all come to fruition. Sounds great. Thank okay, you, Bob. Okay, so I will let you go. Thank you, Brian, and to the audience. Until next time, bye-bye.